Welcome to episode 6 of the GA Performance Podcast. So we've something a little different for you this week with an analysis episode. It's going to be taking the shape of my GA statistics column in the Irish Times, but in video podcast form. So we can really dig deep into the analysis using video, images, graphics, data, statistics. I'm really looking forward to this. So we're going to be looking at how to stop Conor Callaghan and Dublin's backdoor passing threat. Special thanks here to Mick O'Grady for pointing the way in the Leinster semi-final with American Masterclass against one of the greatest players of our generation. So let's get started and I hope you enjoy and can learn something from this. Dublin came into that Kildare match with eight goals in their previous two games. Four against Derry in the league final when Conor Callum was man of the match and directly involved in two of them created another goal chance that should have been taken late on in the game as well. Leinster quarterfinal against Leash, they scored another four goals, one of them from Conor Callaghan, who finished that game with 1-7. So what happened then last time out against Kildare, when Dublin were held to 14 points, they only won by two points, they were massively favoured to win that game comfortably, and they were held to creating no goal-scoring chances. Conor Callaghan was limited to just one point from play, he only assisted one point, and Dublin were largely frustrated and actually very fortunate to win that game down the straight when Kildare missed a lot of big opportunities. At the moment, Dublin are playing him more in the inside line. In the past, they played him in the half-forward line, where his two, I suppose, biggest strengths are his ability to square you up and take you on, and also his ability to get in behind you, where he's a very good ball-winning option, and he's also a great for the backdoor pass. So they're the three things that he does expertly well. He also is able to take his points off of either foot, and even shown that in that Kildare game when there was a really good and tight squeeze being put on him to score an excellent point from play off of his left foot, which he made for himself. So when we're looking at the job that Mick O'Grady did, it was how he stopped Khan from doing those three things. So we can see in this graphic that Khan really favours that left corner, that left side of Dublin's attack coming from deep. When he gets the ball and he can try and square a guy up and take him on, or he'll loop around and just give the right simple pass or try and give a one-two, or he'll try and cut in behind at the space which he's just made himself from coming from deep to wide. The game against Leash, his man was taken off at half-time in that game. You know, he had things largely his, his own way. So of his 1-7, one, 1-4 one, was from play. He had two marks in there and a free. We said he assisted 1-2. 20 of his possessions were on the left side of the Dublin attack. The other two were where he collected a ball out deep, after tackling his way back and he said he got that positive turnover in the top left corner and yeah he was tackling his way back he was kind of involved in the turnover and then he gave a good kick pass down the line and then he took a line ball over in the right corner and they were other than that his 20 of his 22 involvements in the game were over on the left hand side of the field he was involved in three of Dublin's seven backdoor passes and attack resulting in 2-1 so that's a massive thing that we're going to look at here shortly in terms of the backdoor passes. And he received 10 kick passes into him during that game. So that was kind of a, a big range in terms of you, you seeing him collecting hand passes and obviously looking for that backdoor hand pass cut. But he also was an option for kick passes inside and he received 10 in that game. And that's where he obviously got his marks with two scores. And he's a real threat in behind if you let the ball in quickly. The goal here that Khan scores against Leash is a perfect example of exactly what he likes to do when we're talking in terms of depth and backdoor passes. So he loves to play behind the man. And when he gets in nice and deep, you'll find in a lot of those situations, he plays in so deep that he creates a one-on-one. -on -one. And what a lot of forwards 
like to do there is obviously try and get out in front or they might drop in behind and then cut in in front from there but defenders you'll often see especially when they're that far deep there they'll be panicked and they will try to cut out the angle to the ball and they'll play from in front essentially and take chances and and, and generally that will work against a lot of teams but not only is Conor Gallen amazing at his ability to show behind his patience his running angles the way he shows and presents for the ball inside there and also his ability to take the ball in all the different ways that it may come to him behind the man he's all dublin are also fantastic at seeing that option having the shape to create those one-on-ones and executing and going for it and playing it in behind defenders who defend like this which is fine against a lot of other players we said it's not going to work against conor Callahan. We can see here clearly just the option that he presents in terms of a long ball. The next one here is what happens when Khan gets you squared up and he faces you. So he's obviously an excellent ball winner. He'll win his ball, he'll turn and he will try and face you and square you up and then he will try and take you on. But you know, a lot of guys who are put on Conor Callan are the best defenders and best tacklers on their team. But what you'll find with a lot of modern day defenders and tacklers who are very good is that a lot of them actually back themselves and they will commit and they will try and make that tackle because they generally have the pace or the tackling ability to, you know, if they bite, they can still get back and bite again. Where against Conor Callan, he is so direct, he is so explosive off the mark, and he is so good at just getting by and going that if you come in and you bite, that's all he's waiting for. He is gone. He's waiting for that bite and in he goes by you. So when you bite and you bite again, he, as I said, he's going to get by you. And that's what you see here. The defender, instead of defending the zone to the goal, he is trying to dispossess Conor Callan in an area where Conor Callan is not a massive threat. And he allows Conor Callan to get into an area where Conor Callan becomes a massive threat. And that kind of defending is, again, you will get away with it against certain players because that pressure will panic them and it will force them out or it will dispossess them. But Khan is squaring you up looking for that. He's create, looking to create this scenario as often as possible. You can see here that Khan's movement is so, so good and that he he can go from running very slow, he's constantly thinking of where his man is, he's constantly thinking of the general space on the field, his general position, and he will try and lull you out and then cut back in. But he's also aware that after a couple of them, he never overuses this. Like, you know, you'll see in a game, in some games where if you think of when Lee Keegan marked them and the job that Lee Keegan was doing, but like bang, bang, he will, he will get his opportunity and he will cut inside. But he's also aware that when the defenders become aware of that, and this is a great example of just how adaptable he is and why players like him you know, as much as you can, you can look at it and analyze it and try and limit what he can do. It's very hard to stop him because, as you can see here, he makes his fake backdoor cut and he comes back out, creates a space for himself. And I've seen him in games making a fake backdoor pass, cut, coming back out and then going in again. You know, when he really wants to get in, it's very, very hard to stop him. Defenders, a lot of the time, as we said, that these are the best guys on the team, the best hackers on the team, the fastest guys on the team. They don't find it as easy to to defend in a more conservative manner. But like if you watch soccer or other sports, Virgil van Dijk, how fast and powerful he is, how often does he actually make a tackle? You know, he defends the lines towards that. And then here against Kildare, Mick O'Grady against Conor Callan in the league game. You can see how Mick O'Grady is aware of Conn trying to get behind him and he really doesn't want it to happen. In comparison to what we're gonna see in the clips for how he did in the Leinster semi-final, I suppose he wasn't as good at it or as sharp at it, but he still does massive. He just still does so well here. You can see that when Khan does get behind him, he actually turns and faces him. He tries to get back around. He tries to get close, get contact on him, to try and get back with Khan, back old side essentially. And he will face him if he needs to. But then, as we said, if Dublin kick the ball in, this this wasn't a kick. But if Dublin kick the ball in, 
that really presents a challenge if you can get it in early because again there's one thing with the defender being blind of what his man is doing behind him but if the defender is blind to where the ball is coming in from again you know let that ball in and Khan has all the advantages once he does drop deep like that but this is very good defending by Mick O'Grady but still not good enough to stop Khan. So now let's get to that Kildare Leinster semi-final game and Conor Callan against Mick O'Grady and have a look now at the map of Conor Callan's involvement in that game. The comparison isn't complete like for like and obviously in that Kildare game was a lot tighter game than, than the Leash game but still he had 21 involvements against Kildare, 22 involvements against Leash. So it wasn't necessarily that he was limited in terms of how much he was he was getting on the ball. It was more so he was limited in terms of his impacts and the things that he was able to do. And as we know with Khan, he is more of an impact guy. And I suppose that was one of the, the arguments which I would have made before about Lee Keegan marking him at all back in those games because there's a big difference with a cornerback marking an inside forward and trying to stop him from scoring in there. And you know, man marking the likes of it, Jim Connolly or Kieran Kilkenny as they run out the field, or Enda Smith, and tracking them and staying with them and limiting their actual touches and their involvements in that way. Where inside you're trying to limit impacts, assists, you know, uh, secondary assists, goals, points. That's what you're you're trying to to limit. And uh, so the job that Michael Grady was asked to do there wasn't to limit Conor Callan from getting on the ball. It was to limit Conor Callan from doing damage to Kildare as he had been doing in the two previous games when he'd absolutely destroyed Leash and absolutely destroyed Derry. In this game, he scores two points. He scores one free, he missed a free from a bit more distance. He tried to curl it back in and it didn't come back for him. And he, he scored a closer in free. He scored a lovely point from play where he, you know, he, as I said, he, he really went for it and he came in on his left and he, he kicked it over and he created a point. He only had six possessions in the in the second half of his of his 21 he was dispossessed once in the corner he collected a kind of a, a hand pass from Cormac Costello which you know, there wasn't much he could really do with it he was surrounded and he was dispossessed very rare that he is dispossessed his decision making and his ability to know when to just come out and recycle the ball is, is top quality and how fast he is to get away from contact and then do the right thing um, and then in terms of backdoor passes Dublin only had four backdoor passes in that game as opposed to their seven against Leash and uh, two of them he was involved in. He received in that game just five kick passes, so half of what he received against Leash. So he said it wasn't necessarily he was on less ball, but how was the ball coming into him? And did Dublin test that defence by kicking in more ball into him? Again, Kildare really surrounded those areas a lot more than Leash did, but were there opportunities to kick ball into him more? and to look for those marks, marks the chest or you know kicks into the corner just quicker give him more of an opportunity to try and win that ball and quickly square up his man and force that lack of discipline for Mick O'Grady who was so disciplined through the game. In the, the leash game it was all on the left hand side there was more on the right hand side there was a bit more of an even split here which you can see he went to that side he was trying to to move Mick O'Grady he was trying to force him but he was doing the same thing on the right side of Dublin's attack, which would have been his left side because he plays so deep and he faces the play. So it's him going to his left as he did to the right. He obviously wants to come out to that left-hand side more so he can get in on his right foot, but he went to the other side as well to try and move him, to try and test him. But I said on the same side, he does the same thing. So we'll look here at those two backdoor passes that were attempted against Kildare that Khan was involved in. And the first one you can see is expertly defended by Mick O'Grady because he knows that it's coming. Um, Khan is kind of left at a very tight angle. He's he's not cutting out. He's cutting out the danger where that backdoor pass is likely to go. Like he, the pass wasn't executed brilliantly, and if it went over, 
to Khan, he would have been very, very tight on, on the space that he would have had if that pass was there. And there's a good chance that O'Grady would have been able to get a hand to knock the ball away as in flight as it was making it across there. But it, he read it, he read the situation, he read the threat, he was in the right place and it was really well defended. The second one is the one instance in the game where Mick O'Grady was caught. He was brought over to that other corner. Khan brought him over. Khan's run is probably his, one of his most casual out of the wing. And then the cut comes and he goes hard. And he's away. He's away for a goal. If that's one-on-one, -on -one, he's away for a goal. But Kildare as a collective had the same approach of defence as Mick O'Grady had. As in, they were not defending... They were defending what was the most, the biggest danger, and the biggest danger was the goal. The goal was always the biggest danger. Dublin are always looking for the goal, and Dub and Kildare defended the goal. And that kind of brings you into, if you look at the the shooting map overall of Dublin, that Dublin didn't get any scores in those goal scoring areas in terms of the parallelogram, in terms of the, the heart of the D. Dublin didn't get any scores at all in there, and, and that's where Kildare really defended that zone. And the the cut across here is a is a goal saving um, goal saving inter intervention. And Kildare really defended that. And we we always talk about defending the scoring zone, but defending the scoring zone with numbers and, and defending the scoring zone are two different things. So if you defend the scoring zone with numbers, and then you come out and you bite players as they come into that, or you follow, where if you defend that scoring zone, as in you're going to defend that area because it's the most dangerous area a man comes to try and square you up and tackle you you don't come in you don't bite you keep defending that zone and then when he when he you draw him into you and then you tackle him rather than you coming out to him and him stepping out by you and it was such a difference in what Kildare did to what what Leash did with both getting 14 men behind the ball in the Derry game their shooting accuracy was only 38 percent but they still had 12 shots in that danger area between the the, the parallelogram and coming into the heart of the D, they managed 12 shots in that. So again, Derry had the numbers back, but what were they doing in there? So we'll have a look now at a couple of instances where Mick O'Grady's defending, which was just top class. You can see if Mick O'Grady, as the ball comes in, nice and tight, very tight, doesn't overcommit, but he wants to win that ball. And then as Khan gets it, the distance is very tight. But when Khan turns and faces him and squares him, there is no bite. He's defending where Khan wants to go to. He's defending that line. And then, Khan is forced back out and again he stays disciplined he doesn't come in and bite he doesn't come in and bite on the inside and leave that wing to cut back inside towards where the goal is he's disciplined he forces Khan O'Callaghan out and Khan comes out and is able to recycle not under a massive amount of pressure but it's not completely easy either which is because Michael Grady is such an excellent defender and he has that pace the distance isn't too far away so Khan still feels the pressure he's not able to play on his own ease but the decision is kind of being made for him. Another example here, we're looking in and we're seeing um, the option. Khan is, is trying to get in behind. He's trying to drift in behind. We've seen as he did for the goal. I suppose it's not the, the distance for the, the pass isn't as immediate, but in the goal in the league game. But Khan is trying to get behind. He's trying to drift behind on the blind side, but O'Grady isn't allowing it. He's staying goal side. He's constantly staying goal side, but tight. Goal side, but tight. And he obviously has to be very physical and have a lot of contact on to do that. Some referees might see that a bit differently, but he's very tight and he's trying to get goal side and constantly be able to see man and ball. See here, we've, we've an example of Khan trying to do his run out of the wing and cut back in. Again, he has it red, he's aware of it. He's cutting off that space inside. And in doing so, it allows Khan is now an option to take the ball back on the outside because he's given in that, he's surrendered that di that distance. It's conservative in a manner in terms of it's conservative to win in the ball, but it's very, very smart in terms of what is the biggest danger here. Biggest danger is Conor Callaghan getting in behind you into a scoring zone. The lesser danger is Conor Callaghan getting the ball with more space, 
just on the edge or outside the scoring zone. And that's what they're constantly trying to get their angles and they're cutting, passing and cutting to try and get in there. I suppose in the earlier years of Jim Gavin, there was more and more of trying to get into the D to take those points cutting across. And I don't know if that's just the coaching and the, the emphasis on trying to get in behind, or is it the personnel? They've got a lot more players now like uh, Basquel or Khan who like to get in behind as opposed to when you had more Paul Flynn's and Jim Connolly's, they wanted to cut across and point or Dean Rock as you've seen when he came on against Leash, he scored three lovely points and he did that cut across you know left of the D and he took his point but that's what he wants he wants to get out wide the same way they're all doing but he wants to cut across and take the ball in the loop and point where a lot of other Dublin players want to take the ball square you up take you on or get in behind you in that game against Leash, Dublin scored 430 which is obviously remarkable scoring and you can see the map here that there still is, you know, the 70% shooting accuracy in the second half, 68, first half, 73. Like that is very good shooting accuracy, but there were still some, some wayward shooting options. If you were to look at that statistically, four shots uh, dropped short, um, which is quite a lot in, in a game like that. You're, you're dominating and uh, four of those shots dropped short and they were blocked twice. Um, their accuracy outside of, you know, the high percentage shooting zone, they got four out of 12. So 12 is quite a lot of shots. They took on outside of that zone and they only scored four of them. And they had five goal scoring chances, which is a lot. And they scored four of them. They were unlucky with the very good save for the fifth. So now we'll look at the Kildare shooting map and we'll look at their accuracy in that game and dramatically lower, 45% um, shooting accuracy overall in that game. Not any shots in the real heart of the the high um, percentage scoring zone, but even the edges outside of it, there's a lot of misses in there as well. In the second half, they had 47% scoring accuracy. In the first half, 43%. So a slight increase in the second half, but still less than half of their shots are going over. 11 wides, four shots dropped short again, same as the leash game, and two shots were blocked. No goal scoring chances. And in that game, they had 17 shots outside the scoring zone. So that's even more than in the leash game. Only five were scored. So what are the learnings here? Well, the positional sense and the defensive nous of Mick O'Grady managed to limit Conor Callaghan to no goal chances, just one point from play, just one point assist. But he also only attempted to get on the end of two backdoor passes, of which he had one cut out and the other one, the plus one defender, closed off immediately. He, not once in the game, tried to square up and felt that he could take on Mick O'Grady. And in fact, in the game, he never once attempted to take on of any player. So for Conor Callan, who built his game around those two things, backdoor cuts and taking on his man, he never done it once because of the positional sense of Mick O'Grady. Then the positional sense of Kildare as a whole, what can we learn from that? Well, they managed to close off the defensive areas, the danger areas, and they limited Dublin to no goal chances at all no shots in their parallelogram or their D, which is remarkable. And they also, in terms of backdoor cuts, they reduced Dublin's attempts to those because of the way they were closing them off and the positions they picked up. Dublin only attempted four, and from that they only had one point and they won one free. And in terms of Dublin, what do we pick up from them? Well, we realised that when you do close off that goal scoring threat, you know, eight goals in the two previous games before that, and when you do close off those points even within that zone, you really will limit their chances. And their shooting accuracy at the moment just isn't it. The job that Mick O'Grady and the job that that Kildare defence did against that Dublin team with the array of players they had, they just scored 430 in the last game, four goals in the league final against that Derry defence. And the job that they did 
It's remarkable. And it's set a template now. So the question is, are Loud and these teams who are going to face Dublin in the coming games in the All-Ireland series, are they going to be the ones who are going to learn from it? Or will it be Dublin themselves? I really enjoyed putting this together. And yeah, if anyone has any feedback on the topic itself or on these analysis episodes at all, do drop me a message on any of the social media platforms and I look forward to the chat. Thanks so much for your time and I hope you enjoyed this and that you learned something from it.